Don't let anyone tell you your employment rights are not worth the paper they are written on. If you know how to use them, others will think twice about abusing them. You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. there and happy new year to you. If you're wondering where 2023 went, you're not alone. So are we. And as time seems to be moving at a pace, we thought, hmm, what better way to ring in the changes for 2024 than to share our hot list of the top five employment rights changes that should be coming your way this year for both workers and employees. Why? Because there's no better way to start the year than to highlight what we need to be looking out for so that when these rights come online, we are able to access them using our employment rights. So, without any delay, here are the top five employment law changes that are going to affect your employment rights in 2024. Coming in at number five is the Employment Rights Amendment Revocation and Transitional Provision Regulations 2023. These changes came into force from the 1st of January 2024 and are already law. And what this legislation is doing is amending the law in relation to the way your holiday pay, your 2P rights and your working time is calculated. And we need to pay close attention here because the general feeling is that your employment rights have been watered down with this legislation. So applying to both workers and employees, The government has proposed, through these new regulations, to introduce what is called rolled-up holiday pay as an option for everyone, workers and employees. What the government say is that, in theory, this should significantly reduce the administrative burden of calculating holiday pay for those who work irregular hours and are part-year workers. But what is rolled-up holiday pay? What does this mean? Rolled up holiday pay is a method of including holiday pay within your regular weekly or monthly wages instead of paying it out separately when you actually take your holiday. So you know how it goes. You work through the year, you get paid, then you take your holiday pay and you get paid even though you're not at work. Now, normally, if you work irregular hours or you are classed as a part-year worker, that is, someone who works throughout the year but only works for a portion of the year, like a term-time worker, for example, when you take your holidays from work, you also receive holiday pay to cover that holiday period. But the government has changed your rights here to prioritise rolled up holiday pay, which instead of paying you your holiday pay the way you used to have it paid, 
We're now going to see a move to try to change this so that you receive a little extra pay every week or month that you work with this extra amount being paid as a portion of your holiday pay. So if you earned £200 a week, you might get 220 as a reflection of your holiday pay. And we're just pulling figures out of the air here. Okay, the idea is you get paid and you get a little extra on top as a reflection of your holiday pay. And the whole of your holidays, which at a statutory minimum would be 5.6 weeks of holiday, well, that holiday pay is paid to you right across the weeks that you work. So if your holiday pay for the year is £1,000, that £1,000 would be divided across the weeks that you work and you would be paid a little bit of that £1,000 every week that you work. But what this also then means is that you won't receive any holiday pay when you actually do take your holidays. Why? Because you would have already been paid this money in advance. And you can clearly see why this system has faced some criticism and some legal scrutiny. The European Court of Justice has just ruled that this rolled-up holiday pay method could potentially discourage you from taking your holidays. Why? Because, of course, if you are not going to be paid for your holidays, why would you take them? But, of course, then, the consequence of not taking them is that you remain at work for more periods during the year. Or you make yourself available for work when you would ordinarily take holidays. And if you're working extra weeks rather than taking unpaid leave, that might reduce the need for your employer to hire extra staff. So the jury's still out on this one. And the general feeling is that workers are not really going to be any better off if you fall under this rolled up holiday pay structure. But the advice is that if your company does move to rolled up holiday pay, if you can, the extra you are paid, you should hive that off, put it into another account and keep that to pay for your holidays when you eventually take your leave. The second part of the regulations makes it clear that arrangements of how your company records your working hours, well, that's going to change. With respect to working time, the government has confirmed that businesses do not have to keep a record of your daily working hours. Now, your company will still be required to keep records to demonstrate compliance with the working time regulations. And you'll remember the working time. It governs the number of hours you can work in a week and the amount of time off you are supposed to have in between your working days. So the time off you have between Monday and Tuesday, for example, and also the time off you should have every five days or every six days if you work a six-day week. That's the working time 
regulations. All of that time off is governed by the working time regulations. However, the new positioning in the regulations intends to remove the requirement on your company to keep very detailed records of the times that you work. And this is done largely because of cost and businesses say the administrative burden that is placed on them for doing this. And the government has agreed. So our advice here is that if this change comes to a workplace near you, then it's really important that you keep a daily record of your own hours so you can evidence your right to your statutory meal breaks and rest breaks. And finally, in relation to proposed regulation changes, 2P consultation requirements will also change. 2P being the transfer of undertakings and protection of employment rights is a law that protects you and your benefits when your company changes hands from one owner to another. The 2P regulations govern the transfer of employees from one company to another to make sure your rights remain intact during that transfer. Now, the proposed reforms will allow small businesses with fewer than 50 employees and businesses of any size undertaking a small transfer of fewer than 10 employees the regulations will allow those businesses to consult directly with their employees if there are no existing worker representatives in your workplace. Now, that might sound all well and good, but this is something we need to keep our eye on because it could be a really pressurised situation expecting you and your colleagues to negotiate transfer rights in your best interests with the might of the company on your back, pushing for their own interests in the transfer. So we'll be keeping an eye on that particular aspect of the regulations. Coming in at number four in the employment rights changes is the Employment Relations Flexible Working Act, which will apply to employees. Having gained royal assent in the summer of 2023, this new legislation will enable employees to make two flexible working requests in any 12-month period compared to just one under the current law. When you make your requests, your employer must respond to your request within two months compared to three months in the current law and especially your employer must give you written reasons why your request has been denied every time you apply. A positive change that is also coming here is that employees will also not be required to explain the impact that granting their request would have on the business. So before you'd make a request for flexible working and you, the employee, would have to consider how your request would not damage the business. Well, you no longer have to do that. And though not specifically stated in the bill, the other positive change is that you are expected to have the right to make a flexible working request from day one of your employment, which is a huge positive because currently you would have had 
had to have been employed in the company for 26 weeks before you can make a flexible working request. Remember, of course, the law just grants you the right to make the request. It does not mean that your employer has to agree the request, but in denying your request, your employer must give you reasons. Coming in at number three is the Carers Leave Act, which will apply to all employees and comes online on the 6th of April 2024. The Carers Leave Act guarantees eligible employees the statutory right to take one week's unpaid leave per year to care for a dependent. And a dependent includes your spouse, your civil partner, a child, parent, a person who lives in the same household as you, as long as that person is not your employee, tenant, lodger or boarder, or a person who reasonably relies on you for their care. Once the Act comes online in April, carers' leave will be a day one right, meaning that from the moment you join a company as an employee, you will have access to the right to request this leave. The government, in thinking about this piece of legislation, hopes that the flexibility in carers' leave arrangements will contribute to improved mental health, reduce stress and an overall enhanced well-being for employees who are also carers. At number two is the Employment Allocation of Tips Act. We don't have a timescale for when this new law will come online, but we hope it will be sooner rather than later. This legislation will apply to both employees and workers. The Employment Allocation of Tips Act makes it unlawful for any business you work for in the hospitality sector to hold back tips from their staff and instead ensures that staff receive the tips they have earned without any deductions. This change will provide protection to hospitality workers and employees who rely on tips to make up their earnings. And so the changes in the law will ensure that all tips are allocated fairly between the whole staff team at the place of business where the staff work. Tips will have to be paid no later than the end of the month following the month in which the payment was made by the customer. Your company will be expected to have a clear written policy on dealing with tips. And finally, the company will have to keep a three-year record showing how tips have been dealt with. And that requirement is to support any queries or complaints that may arise. Now, we're really looking forward to this legislation coming online because it evens out the playing field and it prevents companies from using tips to pay for things like bank handling charges. So, of course, we'll keep you updated on when this law is likely to come online. And finally, coming in at number one is the Protection from Redundancy, Pregnancy and Family Leave Act, which will apply to employees. The aim of this piece of legislation is to enhance redundancy protection for pregnant workers and working parents returning to the workplace after family-related leave. 
It's also expected that what is called existing priority status, which simply means an employee being offered any suitable alternative employment in a redundancy situation ahead of everyone else, including people from protected characteristic groups. It's expected that this priority status will be extended to include employees who are pregnant or who have recently suffered a miscarriage, employees who are returning from adoption leave and employees who are returning from shared parental leave. So in effect, if you belong to any of these groups, the new changes will give people in this protected group protection against being made redundant for up to six months after you return to work following your leave. So as you can see, there's a lot to get our head around. So 2024 starts here and we will be right here to track it all for you in our forthcoming podcasts. And that's it for this week. If you have questions about any of the proposed changes we have mentioned or questions about any other employment rights matter, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy what we do. Until next week... Have the best Employment Rights Week that you can. Bye for now.